It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Kyle Lowry is set to make his long-awaited return to Toronto on Sunday night. And on today's episode of Locked On Raptors, we're going to talk about it. We're going to dig into the feelings. We're going to get sad and happy, joyous and wistful. Everything that you might expect from a Kyle Lowry-themed episode. And of course, Katie Heindel is here to guide us through it as our feelings correspond. That's all coming up on today's episode of Locked On Raptors. I guess we'll probably also talk about Raptors heat on Sunday. It's a pretty big game. That's all coming up. Stick around. Oh, like because when I shot, I expected to make it. So like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on? Welcome to episode number 1150 of Locked on Raptors for Friday, April the 1st. Oh my goodness, I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked on Raptors, where you can find links to every single episode of the podcast, the odd video recap of a game as well. Plus, you can go and uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow, I think, is another thing the apps ask you to do now, too, uh, and rate, review, all that good stuff. Plus, YouTube, big red subscribe button screaming at you right in the face when you go to the page. Please press it, and then you will be supporting the show. You don't even have to watch the videos. Just press the button, and you've done a wonderful service to me personally. Uh, And as always, a big thank you for making us your first listen of the day. All right, we're going to get into it here, Katie. Uh, It is time to talk about Kyle Lowry and his long-awaited return to Toronto. He missed the first Heat game back in Toronto back in, I think it was January. For personal reasons, there were no fans in the building, and I think it's kind of fitting that there will actually be fans there for his return now. But before we get to that, Katie, do you also have – I said the episode number title, 1150. I really had the urge to do the darts guy voice. 1150. Like that's not a dart score, but that 
<laughs> just want to let you get a little peek into my brain. That's that's where I went almost immediately. I almost came out of the gate with that, but I figured without explaining it with the proper context, it would be confusing. Anyway, how's it going? It's good. I've never <laughs> I've never heard that before. You've never watched afternoon darts no, on man. any one of your national <laughs> sports networks here in Canada? I have not. I have well, not. basically how it works is there's a guy with a microphone and he screams out the scores. And whenever they score a high score, he gets really jacked up. So it's like, oh, 60, 70, 80. And then it's like, 180. Is he <laughs> British? Usually? Yeah, yeah. It's, they're all British, yeah. And it just 1150 sounded like some sort of uh, mythical dart score that maybe you only get <laughs> if you get like six straight bullseyes or something. I don't know. I've totally derailed the podcast before it even started. Let's get into it, Katie. Uh, Kyle Lowry's coming back to Toronto for the first time on Sunday. Uh, I guess let's just kind of first dive into... Um, but maybe I'll distill it down to this. If I had to, you know, if I was gonna, what I'm going to do, if I was to ask you to sort of sum up the return and everything that's going to come with it in one word, Katie, how would you sur surmise things here? I know you're a person of many words, and so this is an unfair question to ask you, but, uh, you know, how are you feeling going into Sunday night's return? I mean, a good cheat is just saying emotional. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. The company encompasses all of the words. <laughs> uh, I feel good. A part of me actually was was wondering, would some of the mania and like overwrought feeling of it, good mm -hmm. and bad, be kind of slaked by the fact that this is now later? You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. much, much sure. later in the year than we anticipated. So people's emotions, maybe at seeing Kyle Lowry again, uh, feel like they're kind of got a lid on them. That's how yeah. I feel anyway. And I know that I'll be proven wrong in like a real <laughs> blubbering mess uh, on Sunday, which I'm kind of looking forward to. But I'm curious to see like the extent of it. Yeah, I think it, it you know, we've kind of had now a full season to steal ourselves for it, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And like it, the people have watched, I'm sure, plenty of Miami Heat games and are accustomed to Kyle Lowry in a Heat jersey. But yeah, there's too much there from the nine years he was on the team to not have it be an emotional mess on Sunday night. Like, yeah, press row blubbering is certainly a thing that's going to be going on. I've already, um, you know, am I going to pack extra like uh, tissue paper or something like that just so I can I will, have a yeah. have a tissue on hand? <laughs> I'm sure you'll probably just like come armed because that's, you know, the Katie had to promise. But yeah, for me to answer my own question, because I'm a fair host here, I'll force myself to answer with one word as well. It's not one that maybe I expected, but I'm just gratitude is kind of the word that I have kind of floating through it. And it's just because this is rare, man. Like it's not often a team gets to part ways with its best player ever on amazing terms and mm -hmm. leave it to the point where like Kyle's still doing Toronto propaganda every time he does an interview, every time he writes in the players tribune about how it's home, how it's family and all of that. Like, that is not common. And I think Raptors fans should really try to, uh, you know, appreciate just how uncommon it is, right? Like, yeah, you have your legends and you have your Dirks and your Duncans and all that stuff. But I think this is going to become an even lesser thing going forward where mm -hmm. the greatest player in any franchise history has like a great tie with them. And we see it, it falls apart all the time. Kevin Garnett, Kevin Durant, anyone named Kevin, I guess, uh, you know, <laughs> all these guys who were drafted and were originally heroes to their franchises, whether it's because there was a bad split and maybe the players at fault or the teams at fault or both or whatever, 
you know, it just it's never going to quite be the same. The relationship between Garnett and the Wolves, for example, because Glenn Taylor was an idiot as the owner and, and alienated Garnett and obviously Durant leaving the Thunder and all the bad feelings that floated around that jumping ship to the Warriors. Like that's just never going to be mended either. You would mm -hmm. think despite all of the reporting of all of that Kevin Durant has done for Oklahoma City to help sort of, you know, uh, gentrify it or whatever. Uh, it's he, He's been it, it's just you don't get that ever and it, you know raptors fans you know I, I feel like the the sort of tone and tenor around the franchise has changed in recent years obviously you win a title and that's going to kind of change the overall view but i'm kind of viewing this weekend and the reunion with kyle and the and the return and all of that will all that will come with it as so sort of like the last step on the road to becoming like a real ass non-expansion franchise because like they have a legend they're on great terms. He's going to be part of the fabric of the team forever. He's going to be brought out to wave at fans for the rest of time, as long as we're playing basketball in the NBA. And that is a super rare thing, and I think will become increasingly rare as we go forward here. Are you feeling similarly, Katie? Am I getting too mushy about this? Too like focused on this being uh, sort of a, a once, it, like not not a once in a lifetime, but for a fan base, it can be certainly. Uh, am I getting too mushy about this? No, I think it's, well, it's your experience. So I would mm -hmm. never say it's too much or too <laughs> mushy. Uh, I think I would add that the rare, that there's a rare thing to in actually getting to witness a career kind mm -hmm. of become as fulsome as Kyle Lowry's was in Toronto. You know, it's, yeah. it's rare. I mean, and this is me talking as a, as someone who did get to see the whole thing. I recognize maybe some fans only got to see the end. Um, but like watching a player basically decide to buy in and then like yeah. stay bought in, uh, you know, and really invest in a team, but also then watching the growth that Kyle Lowry had with the team, you know, like going from this like coaches kind of quote, like nightmare, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, to then just like any coach's dream basically because of mm -hmm. kind of, Team, like not just what he's doing on the floor, but like the team building capabilities that, you know, come with him. Right. And like everything that he did for the franchise in terms of like shaping it mm -hmm. and keeping his fingerprints on it and in like the DNA to come, but then also just kind of, you know, as you mentioned, amicably parting ways and like leaving, leaving Toronto, I think, you know, at a, a real high point mm -hmm. uh, instead of just like, leaving them to rebuild right in his wake and i i think all of that stuff is really rare and i think as a fan um i don't know that i'll have another i think i've said this before but like i don't know that i'll i'll have another player like kyle lowry yeah that i get to kind of witness that whole process with right like certainly not as closely yeah um and i think not as like meaningfully to me personally um because like he just yeah just like getting to see that whole thing like that in itself is pretty rare um let alone like a guy staying with a franchise for as long as he did like totally. that's rare too and seeing it through the amount of like mostly downs no ups and downs like one great <laughs> great up but then like quite a few downs <laughs> on the way there yeah and i mean that's the other thing that makes it all the more special too right is like there were so many like off ramps where mm -hmm. it could have ended you know, on sort of sore terms, you know, he yeah, could have random bolted. ones too. Yeah, totally. <laughs> random early <laughs> like, ones. Yeah. Yeah. The Knicks trade. The you mm -hmm. know they lose. They lose to the Nets in seven games, and he's a free agent. And 
you know, the Heat were coming calling and they had freaking LeBron James. I guess LeBron was leaving, so maybe he wasn't coming, but uh, maybe he wasn't calling at that point. But still, the point stands. Like the, the 2017 sweep at the hands of the Cavs in the second round, you know, where that series ends, I believe, with Kyle going out with an injury, he doesn't play the last two games. And you're like, well, that's probably it. Like, all right, he's going to the Spurs or the Wolves, and that's going to be it. And then the Spurs signed Jeff Teague, and the Spurs, or sorry, the Wolves signed Jeff Teague, and the Spurs don't offer a deal to Kyle that's of his desired amount. And mm-hmm. he ends up back with the Raptors kind of because it was like the last resort choice. And then everything kind of blossoms out of that, that, that comes over the following years, and he just kind of cements it. It's, you know, and that's the thing too. It's not like a like a Tim Duncan thing, right? Where he's preordained the first time he's out of the gate in the in, in his first NBA season, he's an MVP candidate, and they win a million games, and they go to the finals the next season, and you know it's just kind of well, he was always going to be this. Like this was not always going to be Kyle Lowry's path by any means, and it really took a lot a from him to decide that he was going to alter the path of his career. It took a lot for the Raptors to buy in on a guy who you know there were plenty of reasons not to buy in on him until that 2013-14 turnaround. And it's just, um, yeah, gratitude, man. I'm very thankful that it's happened this way. And you're right. Like, Scotty Barnes very well could go on to become the best Raptor of all time. He's that talented. He's got an early head start because he's starting his career with the team. And honestly, I think, like, Barnes and the just the, the quality of this year's team makes the whole, you know, passing of the baton even that much more gratifying because you can see <laughs> the imprints and the fingerprints of Kyle Lowry all over the hell, like, all over the place on this damn team. It's crazy. Um but yeah, it, it's just Barnes, it, it's always going to be a thing. It's sort of like people who grew up with Michael Jordan as like the be all end all of the NBA. You're ultimately going to sort of fall back on the nostalgia of it all. And Scotty Barnes could go on and be an unbelievable, you know, multi-time all NBA player and NBA champion someday, who knows? And it's still probably for at least like people of our ilk in our era, we're just always going to fall back on Kyle as sort of like mm-hmm. where the bar has been set. And that's mm-hmm. fine. There's no wrong or right way to be a fan or no right player to have as your favorite or the one that you identify with the most. Um, but yeah, it's going to be tough to knock Kyle off that perch. Uh, Katie, we're going to continue on. We're going to keep on talking about feelings and Kyle and more in just a second. I want to dig into like what you're hoping for from the ceremony and everything like that on Sunday. We will get to that in just one second. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. After months of playing college basketball, has determined the top teams for the Final Four and will determine this year's national champion this coming weekend. BetOnline.net is your source for all of the betting needs and sports info that you might have and need from all of the latest odds, contest, player props. You get podcasts, you get news on the latest developments, injuries, everything that you might need to make an informed wager is there. And look, sometimes maybe you don't want the information, you just want to bet with your heart. Like, for example, you want to bet against Duke going to the finals and, and, and winning the national championship and getting uh, pasted in uh, their game on Friday against UNC. If you want to just bet with your heart, you can do that too. But if you do want to be the informed person who has all the information to play and at hand before you put your money down, bet online is the place to go. Head to the website today or use your mobile device and learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online is where the game starts. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting 
shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. And we continue on your first listen of the day with Katie Heindel talking about Kyle Lowry, of course. Uh, let's talk about the video montage that is surely being <laughs> edited as we speak by our lovely friends over at the Raptors media team. Um, you know, I, I think there's like chalk moments that everyone's going to want in there. It, are you? Do you have any like sort of personal faves that you're really hoping mm. get featured in the in the in the video? Well timed with certain music drops and cuts and stuff like that. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be, I think, probably the thing that incites the crying the most because boy, oh boy, do I get choked up by a montage. But uh, what are some personal Lowry highlights and faves that you would like to see featured in said video vignette? Well, I've said before that I wouldn't mind having a separate charges montage mm -hmm, because I mm -hmm. wouldn't mind if there was more. I think he's deserving of more than just one montage. I don't think, yeah. unfortunately, that will happen, but right. it would be great if it did. Uh, I think probably quarterly one. That, that makes sense. Let's do it. Quarterly. Yeah, they should do a yeah. quarterly montage yeah. um, because they, I get like I want to see a 20 minute montage, but I get they can't just play that <laughs> at the first time out, which is usually when these things roll. Um, mm -hmm. It'd be early. I would probably get a hefty fine. I mean, Kyle Lowry's <laughs> worth it, but whatever. Just fake a fire in the speaker again. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. we gotta be careful here. Sorry, <laughs> we'll just we'll put this up while we check out this fire. <laughs> um, but I think if they if they have a montage about some of those lean years we were mentioning before, if they don't show good Kyle Lowry like um, being uh, consoled by Demar. And when that missed shot in the in the Nets game, yeah, I'd be pretty I'd be pretty remiss. I think that hap like, absolutely has to be in there. I I'm combining words. I almost says have absolutely. It's absolutely got to yeah. be in God. there. It's Friday, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I am off from my day job. I'm in vacation mode. Apologies to uh, the appreciators of sound grammar out there, but either way. Yeah, the 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 miss the block. Maybe we can like blur out Paul Pierce's face because I don't need that soiling my good time. But uh, yeah, you, you got to have that in there as sort of like mm -hmm. it's the hero's journey, man. You got to get mm -hmm. the the part where he's knocked down first and has to pick himself up. And and like, in the window, still, I think yeah, behind Demar at All Star photo photo. Yes. <laughs> that's i really hope there's a lot of just sort of like the goofy sideline stuff mm -hmm. I, I know there's going to be plenty of highlights there's going to be a million pull-up threes there's going to be you know the start of game seven or game six against the warriors where he scores 11 out of the gate and he's just completely taken it obviously we're going to see the clip of serge abaca grabbing the trophy away from the billionaires and handing it to kyle to lift it triumphantly that'll be probably the closing shot um, you know, we're going to see him getting the, the Lowry chance at the end of game six against the Bucks too. But yeah, if there's like sort of lower moments aren't in there and if the, uh, the like the sideline clips, like with the towel over his face, with the making fun or of Damar body, like, yeah, I remember for a while he would just like, like a mummy. He would just, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what is some Alex McKechnie voodoo for sure. Towels. Just go put some towels on. Or like when he would a... wear a towel as a headband or yep. like, 
the towel around his head uh, to cheer for everybody. Yeah. Maybe the third quarter first time out video should just be towel related gimmicks. from. Yeah. Kyle I mean, Lowry. this is yeah. already, this is good. Cause this is like, you got the charges montage. You could have like yeah. the towels and bench antics yeah. montage. You could have the serious more like, you know, in game clip montages. Yeah. That's already four. So that's, there you go. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I really want the USC baby one where he's making fun of Demar's <laughs> inability to do basic math. That one's really great. Um, yeah, just the best man. He, he's just incredible. There's it's such a rich, rich category. I, I, I do not envy the editors of this video package no. and what they're doing. This uh, one's tough. Like, this one's probably tough. Like it's tougher than Demar's. Yeah. Yeah, the cutting room floor is going to be just the most flooded. Uh, beautiful flooded cutting room floor of all time assuming they're taking little clips of tape and, and yeah of course the they yeah. are it's all yeah. analog that's how it happens <laughs> our boy randy urban knows how to do it <laughs> uh so let's uh pivot towards like what you're hoping to see from like the fans during the game obviously raptors fans um you know have been known for their booing dudes throughout entire games obviously that's not going to happen with kyle it's going to be the exact opposite of that i would expect but mm -hmm. like it's also a very important game. We'll talk about the game itself coming up on the other side for a little bit, but um, like it's a big game. The Raptors are uh, all of a sudden, if they win tonight against the Magic, they're a game and a half back of the Sixers for the fourth seed mm -hmm. with uh, the tiebreaker and also a game to play against the Sixers. Like th this is kind of heating up here. And, uh, you know, the Heat are obviously a, a fellow Eastern Conference foe. Do Raptors fans just cheer every time Kyle touches the ball? Is that weird? Is that like uh, some uncanny stuff that maybe the the Raptors are not going to like appreciate? Like, what do you think is proper fan decorum as it relates to appreciating and lauding Kyle Lowry on Sunday? I think it will um, be a little bit telltale in terms of what the fan base. Well, how maybe how old the fan base is, honestly, yeah. because I think uh, I would say, yeah, cheer every time he gets touches. But mm -hmm. there may be some newer fans who, you know, don't really feel like that's necessary and don't want to mm -hmm. do that. There's not going to be any booze, I feel like. No, not a chance. I don't even want to, like, say even what like I would your theoretically do to those people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your Facebook uncle who for the <laughs> longest time was like, Kyle Lowry's bad. Am I referring to a particular Facebook uncle of my own? Yes. Uh, <laughs> even that Facebook uncle has been turned and loves Kyle Lowry mm -hmm. at this point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, cheer every time he touches the ball. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I don't see it dying down. Like if you could keep up. If you could keep up the booze for like Dragic, you know, every mm -hmm. <laughs> but like you can definitely keep up the cheers for Kyle. That yeah. said, uh, he's gonna really want to win, and the Heat yeah. are gonna really want to help him win. Like Kyle Lowry is not trying to let Toronto off the hook with like a feel good, a feel good win. Like he's gonna want to beat the shit out of the team. So yeah, um, and the one seed is like <laughs> still up for grabs for them. Like yeah. I mean, maybe they don't want it because the Nets might be the eight, but. Uh... <laughs> Like it's yeah, it matters so right now. It does matter. Um, it does matter, but yeah, I think proper decorum is just like be in thrall, be in thrall of the man, right? Mm -hmm. all, mm -hmm. all night and support him. Yeah, I think it's fine if you want to cheer for him when he has the ball, whenever he checks in and out of games. I think that's fine too. If you want to cheer for him when he's shooting free throws, go nuts. Just know that there will be a point in this game, I'm sure, where you're going to have the urge to boo him because he's going to do the type of thing to the Raptors that he used to do to other teams to drive yes. them insane and drive their fans insane. I'm really, really curious to see what happens if he, like, 
I, I mean, takes a charge at an untimely moment that maybe is a bit of a questionable call. If he, uh, you know, lays a heavy foul on somebody to keep them from scoring around the basket. Like, he's not like a dirty player. He more like yells at officials and stuff like that. And so I, I don't think Raptors fans will get too upset about that. Honestly, if ever he gets in a sparring match with an official, I would hope that people are egging him on because uh, that's that's just the perfect Kyle Lowry experience as well. Um, but I'm yeah, there will be a point in this game. To the, yeah. to the charges, to like seeing <laughs> seeing that on the other side and, and experiencing yeah. what that feels like. Oh, it's going to be, as I long said, and I totally believe now that he's not on the team, I, I think you got to ban the charge as soon as Kyle <laughs> leaves the Raptors. I now think you should ban the charge. It's not a basketball play, Katie. It's bullshit. It's not a good play. Uh, you know, open up more lanes for dunks, I say, uh, <laughs> after being the staunchest defender of the rule for about nine years. I can't imagine why. Um, yeah, but I'm really fascinated to see, like, if he does just like bury them with like a dagger of like a like and he does it like if he does it in their own house the way he used to do it to others i'm thinking like the situation that presents itself is it's like a close game it's much mm -hmm. like that february game back in 2016 raptors calves fight for the one seed the raptors win on a friday night on a kyle lowry 40 point game with the step back to the left from 18 feet serving as the dagger that I really wonder how that's going to be received if he does that exact thing or something else that is just like a very Kyle Lowry play. Mm -hmm. um, it, it feels to me like that could be sort of the test of what Raptors fans are willing to cheer. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see it. I don't know. I want to I want to be tested. <laughs> I yeah. want everyone to be tested. Honestly, if this weren't a game where like seeding was on the line, and I think it's maybe a little lower stakes now because the Cavs are now three losses, uh, have three losses more than the Raptors, and it's a very good chance that the Raptors have already, uh, you know, won more games or are mm -hmm. on the track to win more games than the Cavs possibly can at this point. So, like, I, I feel like they're pretty locked in for six at this point. Um, but, you know, still five and four are potentially on the table here. That said, you know, I, I think because the stakes are a little bit lower, maybe it'll be a little bit easier to take if he does go nuts. So like, if this were the January game, honestly, I'd be like, yeah, Kyle, go nuts, score 35 and do your thing, man, and just ruin the Raptors. And I think that would be like a totally fine thing. I'm less eager for that to potentially happen on Sunday. I also think it's going to be tough for him to kind of get loose and do like a traditional Kyle Lowry FU game because as much as he's going to want to beat the Raptors, you know for damn sure that Fred and Pascal and OG are going to uh, make his life a living hell, I would assume. <laughs> like Fred in particular, uh, Kyle did an interview with Kate Burness on TSN this morning. Uh, I recommend go watching it. He's very charming. Um you know that. What, what am I telling? Everyone knows that. Uh, but he was, was talking think, about uh, how heat, heat media know that yet, though. That's fair. To, yeah, I, I think they're say. coming around. He's he's kind of going into score mode lately, which is apparently all that needs to happen for people to be on board. Which is, of course, not appreciating Kyle Lowry for what he actually is. We don't got to get into that. But um, yeah, the. Oh, in the interview, he was talking about how, like, I don't want to guard Fred. <laughs> no, thanks. Uh, I'm not taking him. Someone can. I'm not going to do it. And I can imagine 100% Fred is going to gleefully take on the defensive assignment of Kyle Lowry and uh, do what he can to make it miserable. Are you excited for that particular one-on-one -on -one master and apprentice uh, facing off at last? 
Yeah, a little bit like uh, looking in a cursed mirror, kind of. Her Fred, <laughs> her Fred I think, right? You know, yeah, the, yeah. the horror kind of thing when someone's looking in a mirror and then the reflection does something different. Yeah, and they, they see like, like their old, their hand, the aged wave, version of themselves. Yeah. No, like they raise their hand and <laughs> creepily and wave and the person that's standing in front of it is just like, oh my yeah. God. I feel mm-hmm. like that's uh, that's going to be Kyle and Fred. I don't know, man. I want, I I really want to see him have a revenge. Like DeMar got his revenge game. Kyle doesn't need to take revenge in the same way. Yeah. DeMar Did DeMar gets, get his revenge game though? He got his ass yes. stripped by Kawhi and Lowry at half no, court. And his first, his first game, he got his revenge game. His first game in yes. San Antonio, yes. not in Toronto. But his first game yeah. against the Raptors, he got his revenge game. Yeah. Not yeah. in Toronto. I didn't like that happening. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I there's, so it much, was there's a lot to unpack in that yeah. one. <laughs> it was a little bit rude of them. Um, but I don't think, uh, so I want Kyle Lowry to have something like that. I wouldn't mind mm-hmm. if he like cooked the team. Sorry, Raptors fans. I don't actually <laughs> mind if they lose this one. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm, maybe I'm rooting for it. Who knows? I do have a Lowry heat Jersey. Will I wear it on Sunday? Unknown. Um, but it's going to be very tough. It will be tough for Fred OG, um, Pascal Siakam. You said, I think it'll also be tough for Chris Boucher. I think mm-hmm. it will be interesting to watch Scotty. And You've Kyle, got no ties. I know no ties except this is someone that you, you know, now you know through the league because it's again, you know, it's uh, we're into April, but mm-hmm. like, so it's not like it would have been at the beginning of the league, but now Scotty's had like this much of a almost a full season to like mm-hmm. learn the team, hear tell of Kyle Lowry probably, you know, all the time, like see him kind of in every like even play that they're running all the time and yeah. now like have this like mastermind in front of him on the floor. I think that's mm-hmm. a little bit interesting. I also think because like Jimmy Butler, PJ Tucker and Bam Adebayo are going to make it very difficult <laughs> for those guys, mm-hmm. you know, on behalf of Kyle Lowry. So like, this might be the game of my dreams. Maybe not everybody <laughs> else's, but I'm, I'm actually looking forward to like the matchups, the discomfort, like yeah. the pressure that's going to be coming from both sides. And like, it's not good. I don't think it will get like chippy or heated. It no. will be emotional. And like, yeah. it'll be like, these are just like two competitors, like really, really dogged competitors yeah. going at each other. And two really good teams. Like yes. their games so far this season have been uh nightmare fuel. Uh, Larry didn't <laughs> play any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's, that's to be taken into account. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. And yeah, the Scotty thing is really interesting because he doesn't have ties to Kyle, never played with him. But I do wonder like how much, like maybe he doesn't even realize how much Kyle Lowry influence has been absorbed by him this Is season. Is in him like, already. Yeah, yeah. just because yeah, yeah. like it's passed along to Fred and Pascal <laughs> and OG and that's yeah. being passed along. It's just the uh, the carrying like of knowledge. You didn't know throughout. you were being poisoned for months now, and now yeah. the poison will take hold. Uh, you just start is... seeing Scotty Barnes's <laughs> ass get bigger and bigger, sort of magically yeah. over the next yeah. couple of years. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be weird. <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna continue on. We're gonna round up the show with some thoughts on the game and some lingering last thoughts on our feelings related to Kyle Lauer. <laughs> I think all three teases I've done today have involved feelings. If that doesn't keep you around, and I don't know what will. Uh, we're going to finish up in just a sec. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Built Bar who are making the uh, best-tasting protein bars in the whole wide world. I highly recommend you check them out. They are a wonderful way to get off of the bad snacking habits and to have a nice meal replacement instead of going for uh, you know a big lunch or a big breakfast or something like that if you don't really feel like it. A Built Bar can be a wonderful little stand-in, and they have flavors for everybody 
My favorite personally is mint brownie, but there are some great flavors that come up on the site all the time. They have fruit flavors. They have nut flavors, non-nut flavors for those who have allergies. You can totally uh, eat those and feel totally safe. There is no nut content in there, nut-free, and they're totally safe. Also, keto. If you're a keto person, you can eat these bars and be totally at home within your regular lifestyle as well. Highly recommend you go check out Built Bar. They are just the best, and they somehow make them taste amazing every single time. All these different flavors they're juggling, all these different uh, you know, textures and whatnot, and they still manage, regardless of what the flavor is, to figure it out. They make it taste great first and then make it delicious after that. Sorry, that's just the same thing. They make it taste great first, it's still delicious, and then they figure out how to make it healthy after that. I don't know how they do it, but they do it every time. Uh, and my battle with words continues on here on your Friday episode of Locked On Raptors. Either way, highly recommend you go to built.com right now. Check out, uh, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at built.com. Go do it. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. And we continue on the struggle bus of a podcast uh, with <laughs> the on. final segment. Look, Katie, it's Friday. I've been off my job. I'm uh, in full. Uh, we're six minutes away from the World Cup draw. That's got me stressed out. We got to get out of here before that uh, comes to comes to pass. So uh, last lingering thoughts, Katie, do you have any uh, thoughts on the game itself? Uh, you know, from the Raptors side of things at all? The Heat are obviously a very good team. Uh, they have struggled of late, of course. They did beat the Celtics this week uh, with most of their guys, not Robert Williams, but they did beat the Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown having Celtics earlier, I think it was Wednesday night. So maybe they've kind of turned things around after almost fighting each other a week ago. Um, you know, I still think the Heat, to me, are the team I'd most like to play in the first round when it comes to just matchup. The emotional side of things makes me question that. And maybe I'm just like, yeah, let's go Sixers because I don't want to deal with the unpacking the many layers of emotion tied up in a Raptors heat series. But um, matchup wise, I think the Raptors have some even more interesting things to kind of deploy than they did in the past. I mean, they've really kind of leaned into matchup ball and it seems like Tyler Hero has become the uh, target and, uh, you know, focus of attention for most opposing offenses these days because he's so valuable to them. I wonder if we just see like Siakam size up Tyler Hero as though he's Larry Markkinen a hundred times. It's interesting stuff. It's going to be a fun game. Lots of different wrinkles, both really good coaches, of course. Uh, what are you thinking going into this one? Uh, and if you don't want to talk about the game itself, you can talk more about feelings too. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to see the heat in the first round. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Um, I, even for like for the emotional fallout, but for the matchups, I also don't want to see, uh, mm -hmm. I think in the way that the Raptors have been getting better and more adept, I think in their, yeah, in their matches and like the mismatches, they're kind of willing to throw out there and like being comfortable with being uncomfortable. The heat have been like that all along. Like mm -hmm. that's, how the heat play basketball. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think like the disc, you can even just like look to that little dust up or whatever you want to call it um, last week and see that like that, that it was so uncomfortable and would have been for so many 
other players, but they're just like, yeah, just a group of gnarly dudes or whatever Spo said. Um, <laughs> and they didn't really care that much. And I think they're fine now. So the Raptors have improved immensely. Like this would have been actually a game I was probably worried about just being the team getting embarrassed. And yeah. uh, that's not going to be the case on Sunday. I will stake. I will say that I'm not even going to touch what I will just, <laughs> I will say it will not <laughs> be an embarrassment game. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it'll also be like, regardless of how the playoff seedings shake out, I think it'll be a good testament to like what a postseason Raptors team can look like, you know? Totally. Yeah, yeah. Just this, this kind of like KG really up close, really like, again, uncomfortable competition because that's what, any series is for mm-hmm. like five to seven games, you know, like in, in, the pressure like never comes off. So <laughs> I think the heat are a good barometer for that, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the Raptors schedule is kind of lightened up a little bit compared to what it was about a month ago where they mm-hmm. were kind of going through murderers row, but they've had a lot of really important games, right? Like just every game has weight to it because of the standings and wanting to avoid the play-in and the net specter and all of that stuff. Like there have been, there's been a lot of stakes and a lot of juice to these games they've been playing and they, you know, they beat the Cavs pretty handily. They came back after a really tough start against the Wolves and beat them. They powered through like a really sort of subpar effort from like nine of their guys on Monday against the the depleted Celtics to pull that one out through the powers of Pascal Siakam and Thad Young. Um, you know, they, they've had a lot of tests here and I think that's really valuable and I wonder how that kind of plays. You think back to other seasons, right? Like where the Raptors win a lot of games. They win 59 games in 28, uh, 17, 18, for example. They cruise into the postseason. They were still like chasing 60 wins, but it wasn't like anything was serious. They had locked up their seating and all of that. Um, I wonder what the difference is between like having to battle and scrape on your road mm-hmm. to getting into the postseason versus kind of just chilling for the last month, which most teams tend to chill for the last month. Not possible this year because it's so clustered and so uh you know unknowable right now as to where teams are going to finish like you just got to win as many games as you can to best Mm -hmm. you know sort of set yourself up for whatever might come um so yeah this heat game should be great for that and i think there's a few interesting things in keeping an eye on it you know for me the raptors and their small ball stuff has been a little bit uh you know that i talked about yesterday on the podcast they're starting five with scotty barnes as their center has been kind of getting killed lately and they've been terrible at start games but I think back to some of the best we've seen from Scotty Barnes this year and a few of those games were, I think it was two games against Bam Adebayo where he looked incredible. That was like the first week after Bam had returned from inter- injury, but mm-hmm. like he went toe-to-toe with Bam, who was not an easy dude to go toe-to-toe with. Um, that's going to be a fun one to watch. And then how does Precious Achua maybe sub in, you know, the way he did against the Wolves uh, for the size and defense and apparently uh, unbelievable three-point shooting, which is just what he does now. Um, that's going to be fun too. We have, we've totally undersold the Precious Revenge game potential here, Katie. Passed off to bring yeah. in some 35-year-old <laughs> bum of a point guard. It only averages 13 points a game. What are you talking about? Precious been averaging that since the All-Star break. He's going to come out firing, I would assume, as well. Uh, Katie, any parting shots here before we uh, wrap this thing up? No, just um, take good care of yourselves on Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, leading up to the game. If you're watching at home, make sure you've got your snacks, things that yeah. you like on hand, you know, maybe comfort in your foods, comfort, yeah. comfortable clothing, um, and just be ready to feel what you feel. Yeah, crying's good. Hydrate so you can cry lots, I yeah. would say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe watch an emotional film just beforehand. And make really sure you wash your face going. after. 
You don't mm-hmm. want that stuff on your face before you go to bed. Oh, is that a thing? I, I, I'm bad at skincare, so I wouldn't know. Uh. <laughs> no, you got to wash your face before bed, Sean. Come on. I just like I'll splash some water, but tears are like mm. water too, aren't they? Just with uh, minerals. No. No. Look, we're, we're here for bad grammar and bad science, apparently, on today's podcast. <laughs> we're hitting all the boxes. We're going to wrap it there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Katie, thanks for being here on short notice. I should note, um, you might be asking, hey, where's Rohan Nadkarni from SI.com? He was supposed to be on today's show. Uh, He had to cancel last minute, but he's going to be on soon. We're going to get him. Rohan's the best. I'm excited to have him on. And uh, was also extremely thrilled to have Katie on for this episode because, Katie, we've had so many conversations about Kyle Lowry. I continue to have have them with you forever. You will. It's my favorite thing to talk to you about, (laughs) except for maybe Lord of the Rings. Anyway, we will wrap it there. Thank you so much. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Kyle Lowry night. Enjoy the game against the Magic that's happening tonight that we've totally glossed over because it's the Magic. They're going to win, I would think. They lost last time they played Orlando, but I don't think they've laid a stinker since that game. And maybe we're kind of through the window of stinkers at this point. The, the Magic don't have anyone available either. Like, come on. This is going to be a, a cakewalk. Uh, <laughs> so with that thank you we will be back again on monday i'll actually do an episode i promise i'm going to bring my mic this time i'm going to actually do an episode from the arena after the game on sunday night uh and then that'll tee up your week and we'll move into the last week of the regular season and tee all up all those games up there's a sixers game in there there's a net the hawks game in there it's going to be wild we will have it covered for you and uh we will talk to you again on monday with another episode of locked on raptors bye-bye Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.